Welcome to Toddler Toolkit. Hey, everybody. Today, we're talking about your toddler tantrums and technology. So this is a really big issue. I've been talking to a lot of parents that are having this issue. So we are going to dive into what is happening with our toddlers and technology. Well, first of all, it's not that easy right now. It's the middle of winter which makes things really hard and really easy to tune to technology, whether it's the TV, a tablet or iPad, or any other kind of technology that you might have that's interactive for your child. So yeah, this is this is a big issue. And the reason it's an issue is not because I'm against technology. I actually think that technology is going to be, whether you like it or not, it's going to integrate more and more into our lives and especially our children's lives with the development of AI and other things. It's unavoidable that technology is going to be a part of our life. Of course, you do see people living without any kind of form of technology and they're living maybe more a farm chic lifestyle or something like that. But most of us aren't living like that. In the United States here, at least, you know, even if we do live in the country, we still have televisions and we can still have iPads. That's not really fixing the problem. And in the middle of winter, we're more likely to have less time outside and turn to technology. So the impact I'm seeing is that toddlers are having more behaviors and tantrums and they seem to be emotionally tied to the television or the tablet or iPad and they have a hard time separating from it but they are sticking to their boundaries somewhat and they're taking the technology away from their child after given allotted time, while other parents might be struggling and giving in and giving it back, giving it back to the child when they tantrum because they just don't want to deal with it because it's just too much. So we are going to dive into that and also talk about some studies that are helpful to reflect upon. Now, the recommendation for technology is limiting to one hour a day for two to five-year-olds. That is really hard to do. I'm a twin mom. So, you know, something I had heard a long time ago was, oh, you know, you have twins, watch as much TV as you want. Or if, you know, your kid has an injury and the doctor was like, just let him have as much screen time as he wants, right? But th- that was like a month or two of healing. And I think, you know, it's hard, especially now we're talking about the winter, it being hard. It's hard to go from relying so much on it to getting off of it. Even if you have twins or you have a baby, that's another one. Maybe you have a baby and an older toddler and, you know, you entertain the toddler with the technology and then you could take care of your baby more. Or maybe you're a work from home parent and they got to go somewhere, do something for the time that you're working. Yeah. And I know a lot of this also came up, this whole screen time issue came up during COVID where parents were expected to work from home and watch their toddlers and school them all day. And that also turned heavy to screens as well as a way of learning and entertainment to pass the time. So now we're kind of in the aftermath of all of that, plus the advances in technology, plus we're in the middle of the winter. So I think I, I painted a scenario and that two to five years of age, that recommendation for one hour is super hard. And so that is that is really challenging, okay? Because we're having we're seeing like worse tantrums, tantrums tied to getting the technology taken away, a reliance on all the time. Parents are feeling guilty. They're frustrated. Well, they're guilty because they're giving in or they're allowing more use than what they should 
I feel guilty because I let my boys watch more TV than I wanted to this winter. And even though I am a previous teacher of 10 years, I'm the founder of Meltdown Mastery, and I have all this knowledge, and I'm the host of Toddler Toolkit Podcast. I have all this knowledge, right? But I still struggle, right? I still struggle with feeling guilty, giving them too much TV, you know, cold days, maybe they're sick, I'm tired, I'm run down, I'm not getting the same level of sunlight, maybe I'm not sleeping as good, and it's easier to turn to TV or for some parents, the tablet or the iPad. We have not introduced that to our toddlers yet. If you don't know, our toddlers will be three in June, so just a few months away. And so we've we've done a lot of TV time. There are some days where we are watching hours of TV to pass the time and just to survive the day. Now, I want to talk about a little bit about like surviving the day. I think a lot of parents might do that, but there's multiple things that can kind of go on with that as well as it's not just like just to get through the day, just five to give your toddler something to do. Maybe you try to play activity and it's like, okay, great. That lasted 15 minutes. But my toddler can sit and watch TV or be on their tablet, let's say, you know, for like hours. Even if you are an intentional parent and you try to plan activities, you can still get sucked into all this TV time. And that's where I kind of think to develop like a healthy kind of mindset with it. And that's kind of been my strategy thus far. It's just kind of like, okay, you know, maybe that we're outside because it's really cold. If it's a nice day, we'll go in the backyard. Maybe we'll go to the park. But if it's like 40 plus mile per hour winds, maybe we don't want to be outside, <laughs> right? So we can go to the library. We can go to other places. You get that in. You get some imaginary place in, you let the kids kind of just play, start the morning without technology. And it's so if you get a few hours in later, what's the big deal? Anyways, that was kind of like my thinking previously. And then I have a story to share about what happened. The thing is that parents do feel guilty. They feel frustrated with dealing with kind of the tantrum tornado they've created with their toddler and technology. And then they have concerns about their development and so what is really helpful is having boundaries in routine. So I've talked to a bunch of different parents and they said, yeah, we don't really have many boundaries and we don't really have a routine. Parents are usually, you know, if their kid is being watched daycare or going to mom's house, so the parents are able to work or something like that. And the days that the child is home, they're like, you know, just want to veg out, which is totally understandable, but their toddler has no routine. So this is a problem. And then stay at home moms that are like always surrounded with their kids get like a fatigue. Like it's like they're never getting a break except when their child is napping and, you know, some toddlers give up naps, right? So that kind of fatigue, plus if they are working during when their toddler sleeps, like that's me. I work when my toddlers are napping or sleeping and there's a fatigue that comes with that. So that is a lot. And so boundaries and routines can go to the wayside, but it's really important to keep them and just start small, just start small. So here are some strategies. Now, a lot of the studies that I've read, they mention co-viewing. So yeah, I mean, I can sit with my toddlers and co-view, but I, honestly, I don't really know how much good it's doing. I kind of get it for some shows, co-viewing, because you can kind of interact, you can kind of talk about things. I felt like I could do that more with certain shows than others, you know, like Miss Rachel, which is like a little bit slower paced versus some of the other shows. 
that are faster paced, it might seem a little bit trickier to actually like give dialogue. And then it just seems like a lot of talking back and forth. And they like, that seems like a little overstimulating to me. Always like talking, but then the TV's on and listening. It's like, ah, some people might like that. For me, I find it like, oh, this is not really my thing. So usually if we watch TV, you know, we are cuddling on the couch and we're watching it. I do try to watch it with them. And sometimes I think I might be going crazy <laughs> watching more than 30 minutes to an hour. But yeah, it's it's like, oh, I can... <laughs> feel it too, right? So how can this be good for my toddler? And, you know, I've noticed, you know, I've noticed my toddlers get overstimulated when they watch too much. And then they're more likely to want to watch more of it later, even if we take breaks. So that is kind of the thing right there. So what you can do is create tech-free times or zones. So the morning is the easiest to start with no TV because it's like you're fresh. The first thing in the morning, and I was listening to some podcast episode where they said, if adults get on social media in the morning, they're burning out all their dopamine essentially for the day right away. And I think that could be happening to our toddlers when they watch it in the morning, when they watch TV or get on the tablet and getting all these like rewards. Having your toddler help with breakfast or to have a morning activity after breakfast or before breakfast, depending on if your toddler wants to eat right away or they like to wake up first, you know, that's up to you, the parent and your child. But thinking about a morning basket, a morning activity, a morning bin, have your toddler do something else that is not technology right away. That is something that I have been able to implement. And one of the ways I was able to do it was put toy cars on their on the table when they're eating. So, you know, whether they're in like a high chair with a tray or they're at a table, giving them kind of some toy or other thing to be imaginative with instead of screen time and it's worked and they don't ask for it. So that is a good way to start. So if you're struggling, start with the morning, start with breakfast. Don't have the TV on for breakfast or right before or right after. After breakfast, have an activity that they can go to and do. You can have it already set up or it can be something that's simple and easy that you don't have to worry about setting up and that they can engage in. Think about your day like that. Structure it, the routine. When do you want your toddler, you know, be very clear on what times they can watch it and be consistent. I know that's going to start feeling kind of like a classroom, right? And you're like, well, I'm not a classroom teacher. I'm not a preschool teacher. Okay. But if you notice your toddler is having tantrums, is getting out of control, then right, we need to try something. So try it. You know, not saying you have to stick with it, but try it, right? Try it. See how it goes. Start finding times where you're like, okay, we can watch TV in, in this and, and I don't think you have to go from like four to six hours of TV a day if that's what you're watching. I don't think you have to, your toddler's watching. I don't think you have to go from that to zero, like cold turkey. I think just start small. Eliminate 30 minutes to an hour and a half in the morning. Do that for a week. Then is that doable? Then try to limit more. So you don't have to do this all in approach. Okay. But that is going to lead to my story in a second. You know, you can give them choices also if they are a toddler that really seeks independence, you can give them choices. So give them two choices to do after they eat or after, you know, when they usually were to transition, think about their transition, the transition from breakfast to after or lunch or snack to after. Instead of filling that with TV, give them two choices. Do you want to do books or do you want to play with the blocks and cars or something like that, right? Do you want to play with the little people play set or do you want to do this? So I think that's really important. Uh, I also think it's important to have alternatives to screen time, have a list of things that you know your toddler would like or things you want to try 
imaginary play is super important. Okay. And so I actually created a whole guide on alternative screen time activities. And I didn't even create it for that. It just happened to be that I was just how to survive the winter with toddlers. That's not technology, right? So I have this whole guide and I also have a workshop that highlights some of the highlights, but the guide is amazing because it gives you all the activities, things to do at night that you may not have thought of that that's not screen time because some of the studies are showing your toddler watching more screen time. It can impact their sleep, their ability to get a good sleep and sleep is long. So having a different activity at night that's not the screen is also going to help your toddler sleep better as well. So I have all these different ideas how to how to create imaginary play with one anchor toy. And then you just add other items to it every other time you play with it to create all these different imaginary play, how to model it. So that is really important. Reading, finding reading or interactive books. If you think of like the leapfrog books, they're kind of interactive and they have pictures, they have language. And it's not the same as an iPad, right? It's not the same as a tablet where they can endlessly scroll. It's it's not like that. I mean, they can still play with it for a while, but it's not as addictive. And it's not quite as high tech. So those are things that could be helpful. Now, I do want to just say like really quickly, you know, I also, when I was a teacher for 10 years, I was also a special ed teacher. And I understand certain students or children need technology to communicate. And that's, I'm not talking about that. So if you have a child that uses like an iPad or some other kind of technology to communicate, you know, I'm not talking about communication devices and things like that to be restricted. I've also heard from some parents of children with autism or neurodivergent to say that that actually the iPad really helps them. Okay. So, you know, if it's helping, then that's not, there's no issue, right? But if you're a parent that's like, okay, I do have an issue with the tantrums. I do have an addiction with the iPad or TV. Then those are the parents I'm talking to right now, not the former. So yeah. Also think about your schedule, right? What hours, what times a day do you want the screen time to be in? And also think about areas of the house. Maybe if you do have like, for example, a TV is always going to be in a room, right? But if you, they have a tablet or an iPad, are they carrying it everywhere? Maybe there's certain rooms where they can't have it. And that way, when they go to that room at a later time in their schedule, they can't bring it in. So think, get creative. Think about how you can do it. You know, we have heard time and time again that boredom, when we were bored as kids ourselves, we got creative, right? Our kids aren't getting the opportunity to do that. And there's a concern about development. We need to figure out how to communicate with our kids in a way that they understand they're going to give the TV or the iPad up clearly expectation and that they can communicate their frustrations too. And they can make choices as well within our boundaries. So that's important too. We want to help support our toddlers. And also, I also am here to support you as well, because that's what I do. I help parents with their toddlers and behavior and tantrums. Hi, parents. Welcome to the Winter Toddler Meltdown Workshop. If you have not seen the workshop yet, I have it available to you. All you need to do is go to twinmomroadmap.com backslash workshop or check the link in the show notes. We are going to go over the three steps to less meltdowns this winter, and you'll get my happy winter toddler routine plus some fun and creative indoor play ideas that will last all winter. It is hard in the winter to not solely just rely on screens. 
I totally get it. I have two toddlers myself. But it is really great to have some other tools in our toolbox besides screen time. So if you're interested in getting your kids off screen a little bit more and having a more regulated and happy toddler to bring more calm and joy into your home, check the link for the show notes and watch the Winter Toddler Meltdown Workshop. So let's talk about a study. Okay, so they took 2,983 kindergarten students from 144 different schools and they did a questionnaire. Okay, this this study was called Screen Time and Developmental Health. Results from an early childhood study in Canada and it was 2022. So it's one of the most recent studies. And what they found in this questionnaire from the kindergarten students and the parents, they found that if the child watched more than an hour of TV, these were some of the consequences. And they do admit that there's limitations to the study and there could be biases, limitations, and there needs to be more research done, which every study that I've pretty much read about early childhood and technology has kind of said the same thing. So there needs to just be more research. So we have to take this information in considering those constraints, right? There was a 41% impact on a child's health and wellness, and they were more vulnerable. They call them vulnerabilities, so they're meaning they're more likely to be impacted by it. So kindergartners who watch more than an hour of TV had a 41 impact on health and wellness. That makes sense. They're not doing activities as much, right? They're not moving as much. 60% social competence, so they're at risk for that. That makes sense too, because when you're on technology, you're not socializing, and especially toddlers aren't on Zoom calls with their toddlers. So it's going to be more passive, whether it's TV or tablet, iPad, right? So that makes sense. 29% in emotional maturity. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of those emotional skills come from people to people, not toddler to screen. So that kind of makes sense. 81% for language and cognitive development. There are studies that have shown that language is not picked up the same way watching TV as Uh, adult to child or even maybe interactions of siblings playing together. And, you know, I did for a while, I definitely questioned that because I'm like, when my toddlers were younger, much younger, they're not really, they're not into Miss Rachel right now, but they used to be. And when they were closer between one to 18 months, they were into Miss Rachel. They're picking up these things like, but honestly, the truth is, even though I didn't want to hear all the, you know, Miss Rachel, you know, is not as good as you. And even she says that like the parent interaction is the best. I still want to be like, yeah, but Miss Rachel's so awesome. They still learned a lot from Miss Rachel. And I think that's true. But on the other hand, when my toddlers were a little bit behind in their language, the thing that really helped them was I did it's something I call 15 minutes to milestones. And I've created that. And I did 15 minutes like once or twice a week on a targeted thing. Like maybe one week the theme was like colors and one week the theme was matching and, you know, pre-math skills type stuff like matching or volume like filling up containers with things. And we used a lot of language. It was like 15 minutes where I was super thinking and impactful with language and talking to them. We had like books with colors, crayons with colors, different activities. It was a bin and a basket. I did that for a few months. And when we went back to the pediatrician, they were exceeding their language development. And we went from like a concerned pediatrician to a pediatrician that was blown away. She's like, wow, they're advanced. It was like, yeah, and it only happened in a few months. It was, it was, you know, from the time that I started the 15 minutes of milestones to I stopped. So that does show that 
human interaction really is better than screens as much as I want to be like, no, stop that. Miss Rachel is awesome. Don't talk about my Miss Rachel. Don't talk about my blippy. You know, they're awesome. They're learning so many things. And I do think they get play ideas. You know, one show they like to watch, it's like Go Buster, the narrated version of it, which is a little more slower and less bright than the other version. But you know, they like to pretend like they're buses and like they do pick that up in their imaginary play. So I think there is some benefits, like I said, but it just, it it's not the same as the human interaction and the time that they have, because if we didn't turn the TV off, they wouldn't then imaginary play that they were in the show Go Buster. They wouldn't pretend that they were cars running around and on the highway and going over obstacle courses. They do all that when the TV's off, not when it's on. So anyways, communication, which kind of goes with that as well, like their communication, right? So that is definitely really interesting. So the study also had the concern for free play. A lot of the imaginary and creative and development and play comes during free play. So social emotional skills for kindergarteners, they were concerned of that being behind because of screen time. In the study, they didn't look at the different types of screen time. So there needs to be more research on that. The other concern is emotional regulation, and that goes back to the tantrum. So, yeah, I think that what's happening is, and I have been, you know, I have been guilty of this as well as a parent, is sometimes when, like, the day is just so hard and the behaviors feel more out of control or my twin boys are kind of annoying at each other and they're just kind of, like, emotionally struggling, right? It's easy to turn on the TV to fix that. And I think maybe some parents do that. Their toddler's having a tantrum. They hand them the iPad. Their toddlers are being difficult and acting dysregulated. They are giving them technology to pacify them. And that is going to create a lack of emotional regulation. There's a lot of talk right now about, you know, the older iPad kids that are now in elementary and middle school and such, and that they're like the worst behaved kids and all these things. And I think there's so many factors. I don't even want to get into that conversation on that. But I do think there's a second wave, especially of millennial parents that have toddlers right now and babies are toddlers. They're very concerned. They know what happened to maybe the people who had kids earlier and those that waited that had kids in their 30s. We didn't have our twins until we were like 35, 36. And so it was later and we are like seeing what's happening. We're seeing like there there's some concern and we're like, okay, but we're still in it, right? We're like, we're concerned, but we're still engulfed in it. And I think that describes where we are. Wanted to bring up another study, which was correlates of screen time in early years, zero to five, a systematic review in 2020. They made a comment that I thought was interesting. They said access to the Parker libraries linked to less screen time. And so I totally agree with that. We moved to the Virginia Beach area, and it is one of the, I think, the top 10. I'm sorry, I forget, and I didn't look this up beforehand. I think it's like one of the top 10 or so in the country for parks in green area, and it's very child-friendly here, and there's a lot you can do. So the spring, the summer, and the fall, as long as the weather is nice, there's so much to do. We really don't have to rely so much on screen time here, but the winter is kind of brutal because it's cold and rainy and windy. And it's just something we don't feel like being out in, honestly. (laughs) So, but I thought that was interesting because we moved in a house that was walking distance to a park. And I can tell you the fact that I don't have to get in the car and get them in the car seat, the fact that I could put them in the stroller, push into the park, and it's a game changer. If you are thinking about moving somewhere and you have kids and you're concerned about screen time, 
and you can move somewhere where there's like a park where you can walk or there's a lot of child-friendly restaurants that have outside stuff and activities. There's so much in our area, so much for kids. We've got Children's Museum. We got all sorts of different places that are kid-friendly outside playgrounds. We have breweries that are kid-friendly where they can run around, play with sticks, and those things matter. So that study, they did focus on TV and they didn't, they said they need to do more research because they they really didn't focus on other type, types of technology. And, you know, I mentioned tablets, iPads, all that. And so my story. So as I said, it's winter. I'm doing all I can to do other activities that aren't TV, but we're still watching a lot of TV and we're watching way more than one hour. We have limited it in the morning and I felt good about it, but we are still getting in, clocking in quite a few hours a day. Okay. We're definitely exceeding the one hour limit. And I kind of was like, oh, that's not possible. I have twins, you know, it's winter, you know, but I feel guilty. And I did notice their behaviors are more off the charts because they're very high energy. It makes sense. I have high energy toddlers. We go to the park in the spring, summer, fall. They run around for hours. We don't have that anymore. And I found ways we run around the house. They push things. We do all sorts of gross motor activities on top of kind of like the fine motor learning activities. I try to do as much as I can. I was a former teacher, right? I have a lot of skills. I know a lot of things, but still I struggle. Still I struggle. So I can't imagine for other parents how they're struggling as well. And so considering all of that, guess what happened? Sunday or well, Friday and Saturday were really nice days for winter in our area. So we were out, we went to the park, we went to like the lake, we did all these things. It was awesome. Sunday was disgusting day, stormy, gross day. And we watched a lot of TV. I was really tired, you know, from all the, from going from all the activity to not being as active, right? Cause we, I think I t- clocked in 10,000 steps or something like that the day before and all my workouts. I was so fried <laughs> from all the things. That we watched a lot of TV on Sunday. We had like a windstorm and guess what? It took out the internet. And when it took out the internet, you know, I'm like, okay, it's out. Well, I guess I'm like, this is kind of maybe a good thing because we'll be off the TV. And so we tried playing with other things. Everything seemed good. But out of nowhere, out of left field, my one toddler, who's my super Hercules boy, he took a toy train and just out of nowhere, I thought the, I thought the TV and the TV's up high too. So he chucked it. We're talking like future baseball players here. It did damage the cells in the TV screen. So there's this giant bar. It's like split in the middle of the screen. So when you turn it on, you know, it's like, it's almost like a split screen look. So it's broken. And I told them, I, that natural consequence, they don't have TV now. <laughs> and, and my other toddler, the one that didn't throw the train, he was, he was so sweet. He was trying to fix it. He doesn't know how to. He was like, fix it. And he was trying to like reach up to it. I'll fix it. And then he was like, dad, dad, fix it. And I was like, oh my gosh. So I've just told them it's broken. They've accepted that it's broken and it has brought me to, <laughs> it has brought me to go. Okay. Yeah. I guess. You know, we are going to be screen free. <laughs> like we're going to be TV free. We don't have iPads. So, you know, we didn't, we didn't do that. And we just had the TV because they love their Go Buster. They love, they, they love, you know, Miss Rachel and Blippi, but now they're Go Buster and they are Gecko's Garage. So that's like their two favorite shows. But now it's like, yeah, now they can only watch TV for, you know, a little bit of time when they go to grandparents' house. But there's so many other things to do at their house. They're not really caring as much about the TV because 
It's all the toys and things over there that they never see, right? So they're not getting it here anymore. And they've kind of accepted it (laughs) for the most part. And they know it's broken, you know? And it's just like, yeah, me and my husband were like, yeah, I I don't know if we should fix it, you know? It's like part of me feels sad because they really like those shows. But the other part is like, I just don't know. You know what I mean? (laughs) I was like, it kind of made us go cold turkey without like that was not the intention (laughs) at all. But now here we are. We could take it down and put it, you know, take it off and never replace it. And it's just no, no more TV. Because the other thing is like, even if we replace it, there's a danger of just being a new one or another TV that maybe we have that we move over there. there, There's the risk of it getting broken. So it clearly natural consequence, no TV, you broke it. There's no TV and we shouldn't be throwing toys or heavy objects at the TV, period. I kind of look at it as a blessing in disguise because now I don't, you know, now that it's broken, I don't have to feel guilty about them watching more than one hour. And now that it's broken, they're not going to get overstimulated from watching it. So it kind of fixes all those problems. It will be interesting to see. I will update you how their behavior has improved or changed or is it tougher? Like, I don't like they've been sick recently. And they've just wanted to cuddle on the couch and do kind of like limited play. And they caught something when we were out last weekend. So I don't know what it's going to be like when they get their full energy back. So I will update you guys soon on how the boys do with no technology TV. And that wraps up another episode filled with tools and insights to help your parenting journey have clarity and ease. Remember, every child is unique and so is our experience, especially when there's more than one. Keep celebrating those small victories and learning along the way. I'm Heather, your Twin Mama Guide, and until next time, here's to raising skilled, self-regulated toddlers who listen, learn, and love. Take care and see you soon.